In last week's episode, Nino came to us all the way from Italy to tell us about his journey, give advice to the supply chain startup community, and so much more. You're not going to want to miss this episode. Go and check it out at letstalksupplychain.com forward slash season two dash episode 60. Welcome to Let's Talk Supply Chain. My name is Sarah Barnes-Humphrey, and each week I bring you the top supply chain professionals in the industry. You will learn about best practices, new innovation, and most up-to-date information about supply chain. I believe that collaboration is the future of business, and I have designed this show to ensure you have all the information you need to succeed in business and in your supply chain. First, a word from our sponsor, Border Buddy. More and more companies are looking to expand their reach into global markets, but most don't know where to start or don't have the time to figure it out. Border Buddy sees the struggle and has created a way for you to integrate customs into your e-commerce shopping cart, like Shopify, Magento, eBay, and others, allowing you ease and peace of mind when selling to customers in North America. Your customers will know exactly how much the costs are to import their order from your door to theirs in real time. We're the first API-based custom solution. Just imagine what that will do for your business and your sales. Visit us and sign up for 10% off your first clearance at borderbuddy.com forward slash Let's Talk Supply Chain. Hello and welcome back to Let's Talk Supply Chain. Spring is finally here. It's in the air. But one thing I can't wait for is summer. And I'm sure you feel the same, especially if you've lived on the East Coast this winter. I think it's been a long one for all of us. So today I am taking you on a journey of optimization, planning, and technology that will leave you looking at your bottom line. But before I tell you who we will hear from, let's get to Listener's Corner. So this week's question comes from Audrey in Toronto. What do you really think of tariffs and are they necessary? I can tell you that the common theme between LinkedIn, Twitter, and Instagram is that tariffs are necessary, but they're stuck in the traditional and could use improvement for industry. Brian Glick from Chain.io, I believe tariffs in general are a good tool for international influence. Ziad Kashram, I don't think there is a clear-cut answer. They are in principle to help the local economy and businesses. Jill Clifford, I agree with Brian. Keelan Spence, he says... He says, I think tariffs only serve two purposes in a positive way. One, they provide a revenue stream for the state. Two, they provide protection for domestic industries while at the infant stage of development. John Martinez, tariffs are one of the many methods used to support the infrastructure that allows trade to exist. Alex Young, no, trades aren't. Tariffs are not necessary. Andy Polk, VP of FDRA. That's an easy answer for shoes. Three billion in tariffs mean we cannot add more tech and innovation to hire more workers in our supply chain. That is interesting. Mark Jury Achebron, I... The tariffs have so much implication that includes, but not limited to, protecting the domestic market, enabling the government to raise revenue. Darren W. Jones, this is a very interesting question from the perspective of purchasing and supply chain. They can be an impediment due to additional resources needed to ensure compliance, timely applications, and ensure the goods don't get stopped. If you want to hear more of these answers, go to Listener's Corner at Let's Talk Supply Chain.com, where all of these 
answers are expanded and you can hear from the experts in supply chain. Remember to follow us on LinkedIn, Twitter, and Instagram to be a part of these conversations every single Wednesday. And so you can meet new people for your supply chain network. So let's get to the episode at hand. We know that supply chain traditionally has been viewed as a cost center, but most recently that has changed, but the spend is still the largest for any business and the most costly, not in dollars, not only in dollars, but retaining customers as well. Melissa Runge, VP of Analytical Solutions from Spend Management Experts, is here to take us on that journey and help us win in the spend column. So let's find out a little bit more about her. In her current role as VP of Analytical Solutions, Melissa serves as a strategy consultant, bringing transparency and understanding to client supply chains spend across primary logistics disciplines, including transportation, fulfillment, and distribution. She focuses on increasing bottom line profitability through managing strategic initiatives, customer agreements, and go-to-market strategies for clients. Prior to SME, Melissa held positions at such Fortune 500 companies as UPS, Georgia Pacific, Kimberly Clark, which has given her a unique 360 degree understanding of client contract management and transportation needs. Melissa has spoken at the JOC Inland Distribution Conference and is a frequent contributor to publications such as Inbound Logistics and Supply and Demand Chain Executive, as well as being a CSCMP mentor. In 2017, Runji was honored as a top 100 pro to know in the provider category by supply and demand chain executive. She holds a BA from University of Kentucky and an MBA from Oglethorpe University. So welcome to the show, Melissa. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Yeah, I'm so excited to have you on the show. And I just want to say thank you because you're coming on the show to discuss one of the biggest, one of the hottest topics in supply chain today. So why don't we start and find out who exactly is spend management experts and what exactly do you do? Well, we are a leading transportation spend management consultancy based here in Atlanta. We help companies with strategic guidance, market intelligence to optimize their supply chain costs by reducing those costs, um, likely by more than 20% after we finish a project. So we leverage our proprietary cost modeling technology that identifies savings and build a negotiation strategy that's based on uh, data and meaningful business cases. And we provide a playbook for our clients to fully optimize their supply chain spend. I love that. So not only are you going through and making that the cost, making sure the costs are in line, but you're also putting together a strategy for the future, right? Correct. So we are, there's so much going on in the marketplace today. So sustainability of what we put in place is of utmost importance. So we like to not only identify the problems today, but think about where the market's going and provide guidance for the future as well. 
Great, great. Okay. I mean, supply chain logistics, it traditionally has always been seen as a cost center. I think now people's mindset are changing to see it more as an investment center um, because it drives so much of the business. But there's still a lot of discussion. There's still a lot of, you know, top down to keeping those costs in line. So why should a company work with somebody like spend management experts? Well, to your point, you know, there is still a lot of emphasis put on reducing cost, but there's also an immense amount of complexity surrounding supply chain data and a lack of transparency. So in addition to the uncertainty in the marketplace, you also have um, the, you know, the lack of transparency that I was talking about and the complexity surrounding the data. So for companies to get their arms around um, all of that at once, is really difficult. So it's our job to be uh, uh, the extension of the bench, so to speak, for a company to diminish that complexity and create that full transparency so they have a roadmap of how to reduce those costs um, through all the minutiae of the details. Yeah, and that kind of brings me to the next point, because depending on the size of company that you're working with, or depending on the size of company of of who you are, right? If you're an enterprise company, if you're a small to medium-sized company, um, some enterprise companies already have people sort of internally that they're getting to look at costs. And a lot of the SMEs, they might not have somebody like that. So can you talk a little bit about what kind of companies that you're best suited for, that you're best, that you're looking to work with? And how can spend management experts, you know, look out for their best interests um, better than, you know, some of their internal teams? So basically, we work with clients of all shapes and sizes with a minimum transportation spend of around a million dollars and all the way up to, you know, $500 million in transportation spend. So um, everything in between as well. So we have all different challenges that come our way based on the size and um, the business and, and the industry. But we look out for the best interest of all the organizations by looking, like I said, as our as ourselves as an extension of the bench. And it's our objective to optimize the cost, but also limit for our clients the operational disruptions and increase uh, customer service. So even though we're we're focused on optimizing costs and keeping that cost structure down, it's also imperative um, that all of those elements are taken into consideration and to balance them in the best interest of the strategy of the client and um, making sure that that those operational uh, disruptions are, are minimized to the greatest extent. And they're still able to offer the same customer experience to their customers. And and that's really, you know, depending on the strategy of, of the client, we're, we're keeping that in mind in conjunction with optimizing the cost. Absolutely. And customer experience, over the last, I don't know, one or two years, maybe a little bit longer than that, has been such a big topic within supply chain. And optimizing your supply chain is really making sure that you optimize the customer experience while keeping your costs down. And I think that that's what you you guys are really good at. And I love the fact that you're talking about focusing on that customer experience. Hey, listen, we're going to help you cut costs, but we're also going to help you 
maybe get some more time back even to focus on that customer experience and make sure that you're getting, you know, more orders so that the business keeps growing. So I really like that. And one question for you that I have, is it just small parcel or does that include, you know, international freight? Are you sort of the end to end or are you focused on one one portion of portion of the freight spend? We do all portions, all modes. Um, we come from a small parcel background, but we, w- we definitely also look at other modes of uh, transportation, including ocean, um, LTL, truckload. So end to end, um, the whole transportation logistics network per se. So we, we definitely look at more than just small parcel in our analyses. That's great because some of your other competitors only focus on a certain part of the freight spend. And I've always, you know, thought that it was super important to make sure that you're working with somebody that's got that end to end knowledge and looking at the freight spend from one part to the other. Mm-hmm, absolutely. And, and that's why majority of our clients were looking at more than just one mode. We're looking at, you know, the combination of all their different modes of transportation. Great, great. So then why don't you give us a real life example of how you have helped a particular customer? Give the listeners sort of that visual that they're not getting because we're on audio, right? Of what their experience would be like to work with you, to work with the team at Spend Management Experts. Absolutely. So we have many clients who are going from a brick and mortar type of uh, scenario to a e-commerce, more of an e-commerce play. And we're seeing this with obviously many, many of our clients struggling with uh, from a logistics cost perspective, how to manage and also from a customer experience um, uh, perspective, how to manage moving from a brick and mortar uh, system over to more of an e-commerce play. And for example, we've, we've worked with a leading beauty store retail chain. It's about a $6.7 billion business. And they were struggling with this same issue. And we provided, um, lots of different support in this transition for them. So for example, we would model and for, provide modeling and forecasting support. So we modeled dozens of distribution centers. Uh, and scenarios based on plans to double the store locations while also growing the e-commerce by 50% annually and then optimizing the transportation mode mix. So what do they do versus pool distribution versus parcel and optimizing the number of distribution centers in their locations. So based on, you know, it's very unpredictable when you're moving into e-commerce which distribution centers and the business is going to come out of. So you have to really optimize the number and the placement of those distribution centers and then help them model what if scenarios based on what actually, you know, uh, could happen with this transition. So with that developing, you know, projected cost reductions, um, scenarios based on that modeling and forecasting support utilizing mapping software that we have here that's proprietary mapping software so that we can visualize um, each proposed distribution center looking at the network in comparison to the current and projected store locations and then forecasting their cost over a five-year um, period based on the, the new network so that was one piece and then also um, 
to support them in this transition, assisting them with a 3PL RFP evaluation. So modeling financial aspects of the RFP participant proposals, uh, working directly with those bid participants to optimize the financials, the technology that they're going to uh, provide, and driving short and long-term savings with that 3PL and existing incumbent carriers and managing that whole process. And then also renegotiating their their current transportation agreements based on the projected growth that they were assuming in this move into e-commerce and this growth of stores. How uh, could we help them renegotiate their additional transportation um, agreements and also their existing transportation agreements? So they continue to reap the benefits of, of all of this analysis and support that we provided them by reducing their transportation costs, improving their speed to customer. Um, and they, these savings have really funded additional people as well as in, enabling new technology and implementing um, that technology to continue to improve on, on that cost basis and, and that customer experience. So, that's if you work with us, that's the type of um, support and knowledge we bring to the table and the you know type of results that you can expect to see. Absolutely. And I love to hear that they took the cost savings and reinvested it into maybe the parts of the business that, you know, didn't have the same kind of growth or may- maybe outlook prior to that because they didn't have as much to invest into those those regions of the business. So I really like that. And the other point that I wanted to make sure that we we point out is renegotiating those contracts based on growth. Super, super, super important. If you have the right data, if you have the right forecast, you're going to be able to do this and you can renegotiate your contracts, reap the cost savings based on what that looks like. Correct. Mm-hmm. It's very important. So two of the things that you do talk about on your website is cost of service and margins and profitability. And so I want to talk about that really quick. You know, what is cost of service and why does it matter alongside the margins and the profitability? So for our clients, cost of service is the cost associated with delivering the optimal customer experience while minimizing costs, which we've already talked about a little bit. But an example for um, supply chain logistics would be the decision to ship a low margin product at, at no cost to the customer via the air network. So it's, Say a, a customer has, expects, and in this day and age, a lot of times our customers, uh, our clients' customers are expecting to see things in, in two days or next day um, at no cost to them. So a lot of our clients are in this conundrum of the cost to service versus, you know, the optimal customer experience and finding that balance in, in their business. And, for, for our customers, it's important to understand what the customer's expectations are related to delivery speed of the product. And at what point will, will the customer purchase from a competitor as a result? So the cost to ship the product could exceed the profit for the, for the product if you decide to offer, you know, the shipping at no charge at, at a next day air rate or a second day air rate. So helping our clients find that optimal balance based on 
what their customers are expecting as far as speed um, to them is very important and very important piece of, of the cost to service in this market. That was actually something that I had written down in my notes from something you said earlier is I wanted to ask you about the Amazon effect, um, you know, where it's increased consumer expectations and really put pressure on not only the supply chain as a whole, but really that last mile piece. What are you guys seeing, um, you know, as the Amazon effect on small parcel and small parcel spend? And, and what are you seeing with your customers? How is it affecting them? So it's definitely affecting the customer expectations of our clients as far as how fast they expect um, things to get to their door and at what cost, you know, at most of the time, no cost, no additional cost to them. And what we're seeing in the market is just an added level of competition, which is good for the small parcel market, considering um, it is, you know, two major players in the, in the marketplace today. So with Amazon coming in, creating a customer expectation and also creating the competition has been um, a good thing for our our clients. And we fully expect that they will, you know, be in the small parcel business uh, for a long time to come. And, and, you know, they're building their networks and they're building their air network. So we expect them to continue to provide that level of competition in the small parcel market. Yeah, it's definitely not going away, huh? No, definitely not. But it's just a man, it's just a matter of, you know, managing the customer expectation and realistically what you can actually deliver for free, right? Correct. You know, if it's regular delivery versus, like you said, air delivery, you know, if people want it faster, you know, maybe there's a little bit of an upcharge for that and you can, you can actually recoup some of those costs that you have, um, on those deliveries because, um, it can get pretty costly and really affect that bottom line. So we talked a little bit about your competitors before. I think I mentioned it and said, you know, some of them focus on specific aspects of supply chain spend, but why don't you tell us, you know, if I was somebody that was looking to, um, you know, look at, take a look at my cost, take a look at my freight spend, you know, really do a deep dive into it to figure out where we're winning, where we're losing, how we can win a little bit more. What would you say is your differentiator? How are you different from your competitors? So many of our competitors provide what we call benchmarking. So pricing benchmarking, there's certain, um, size of clients in, in spaces that in, are in certain industries and we have a database of pricing and we can provide you where you should be based on your size and your industry and your shipping profile, basically. So what sets us apart is we, most of us come from a financial background. So we build, um, we have built 30 proprietary um, costing models in order to put data that's very complex from carriers into these models to come up with um, a business case justification based on financial data of why um, our clients should get uh, the best optimized contract put in place. And, the, and also taking that data, running it through our models 
to like my my previous example of our uh, beauty retail chain client of of looking at uh, modeling and forecasting support and using our mapping software. So we're providing a much deeper look into our clients' data and and therefore can provide great visibility and uh, just really help our clients take them to the next level versus the top level benchmarking that our, our competitors do. Absolutely. And I think the other point to, to really point out here is the end-to-end freight spend, right? You're not just focusing on the small parcel. And the fact that you're bringing the customer experience, you know, giving them time back to really focus on that customer, spe- customer experience and, and optimize their supply chain. Absolutely. Great. Well, so there's a lot of exciting things happening over at Spend Management Experts. And I want you to give us a little bit of a look into the future. Um, maybe start with what your thoughts are about the future of logistics and supply chain. Where do you think we're going? What do you think? What's your crazy prediction for the next five years in the industry? And then give us a snapshot into the future of Spend Management Experts. What's next for you guys? So the supply chain market is is rapidly changing and with exciting new technological developments. So I believe in 2019, we're going to see a lot of warehouses and distribution centers that continue to develop with the implementation of, of the technology-based processes such as robotics and AI. And I also think that we will see in the marketplace um, predictive, uh, prescriptive type of analytics and with the ongoing impact of global tariffs and, and trade to have a continued major impact on supply chain disruption, uh, we are going to see major changes in 2019 and, and beyond related to that as well. So our job is to keep our pulse on that rapidly changing marketplace and how we can support our clients through that those changes through this technology and um, continue what we do best, which is optimizing supply chain spend with all of those things kept in mind. So that's my prediction. Great. And I like that you brought up tariffs. Um, I've been having a lot of different conversations about tariffs. I just um, had my listeners corner question yesterday about tariffs. Like, do we really need them? And you just said that they're kind of disruptors in the supply chain space, you know, depending on which way we go and what's going to happen in the, you know, the global trade, um, especially with everything happening with the USMCA and things like that. What are you seeing with that as far as, you know, an impact on freight spend? So it's, it's just really so unpredictable for our clients. Uh, we, we know what's being put in place now, but we don't know what's going to be put in place in the future that could undo quickly what is being put in place now. So managing that has been very difficult for our clients. So we have been involved to help them through, you know, what what is being passed and, and what it means to their business and hopefully to try to predict some in the future of how how tariffs and trade ramifications will affect our clients' business. But it's the unpredictability that's um, really the disruption in the marketplace. Yeah, and you have to move fast with it. Mm-hmm. Like it seems like they they talk about it, implement it, and then you know everything changes overnight. 
Absolutely. And that that's the hardest part. You, you can't really predict that. So we just do our best to keep up with it and to help our clients manage through the change with with change management and um, try to predict as much as, as we can and, and help out that way. Absolutely. Well, I am excited to see what you guys have coming up next, what you're working on. And if you aren't truly looking at your spend, or you might know that there is room for improvement, think about calling spend management experts. Melissa has given us all the reasons why you should do it today. If you would like some more information about them, Melissa, or even this episode, please go to letstalksupplychain.com forward slash season two dash episode 61. And you can also find them at their website, spendmgmt.com. Thank you so much to the team at SME for making this happen. And thank you, Melissa, for coming on the show. Thank you. If you liked this episode, go and check out the podcast page on letstalksupplychain.com for so many more of my episodes that you are going to want to check out. Next week, it must be the beginning of May because it's part 18 of my Woman in Supply Chain series, and I am talking to Michelle DeVivo all about employer branding, culture, finding supply chain talent, and you are just going to love her. You're going to love her story. So make sure you stay tuned for next week's show. If you'd like to support the show, there's a few ways that you can do that. Rate and review the show on iTunes and Stitcher, Google Play, so other people can find us. And I will... um, mention your review in an upcoming episode. I have a supply chain dictionary. If you're just in the industry or looking for help with those crazy acronyms and definitions, it's 107 pages that you are going to want to use in your career at school, wherever you are listening speaking, learning about supply chain. So go to letstalksupplychain.com under shop for that dictionary. Next, go to ships.com. That's S-H-I-P-Z.com. Make sure to fill in your information because we are working on this platform and you're going to want to be one of the first to know once we are done. Follow us on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram. Every single Wednesday, we've got that listener corner question and start some amazing conversations as well. If you haven't subscribed to my YouTube channel called the SC Supply Chain TV, go to letstalksupplychain.com under the SC, hit subscribe and go and subscribe on YouTube. I've got so much amazing content in the queue and I cannot wait to share that with you. Thank you so much for tuning in. Have an amazing day and remember everybody, ship happens.